Hey guys, this is Talk Time with Hope. I'm Hope. Let's do it. Let's get to it. Now today I'm going to talk a little bit about a serious topic for me. Um, and you're probably thinking, well, Hope, I think everything you talk about is serious to you. <laughs> and you would be correct. Um, but some things are a little bit more serious. Um, and this one in particular is about what it's like to be a pet owner. And for me to be a cat owner, I have been blessed with two cats that I actually adopted from Saudi Arabia back in 2013. Uh, I only went with the mindset of getting one cat. Uh, I felt like, okay, I was a year out of cancer treatment and I was like, you know what? It's time that I try to go and make a commitment. But I got to try to make a commitment to a something other than a person. So baby steps, right? <laughs> Which is funny because yesterday I said I don't want to be in relationships and I'm not looking for dating and whatnot. And I still feel that way. But this was back in 2013. And, um, and it was a year after cancer, like I said. And I was just, you know, just really wanting to have something in my life and not like a romantic relationship because that just takes too much time and effort. So I was like, and still somewhat heartbroken from uh, the person I broke up with, my uh, fiance, uh, in 2011. So again, baby steps, right? Why not go and adopt a pet? So there was this cool lady in Riyadh, Saudi Arabia, who had a house and she had all kinds, like plethora of animals, turtles, hamsters, dogs, cats, you name it, I think she had it. But I knew that I, you know, was probably going to get a cat because cats are easy, easier to, to take care of when you're living in a, in a place that you share with people. Definitely dogs would not, not have been um, uh, something that I could have adopted. Uh, just side note, if you don't real, uh, if you if you've never known like dogs um, in Saudi Arabia are mostly seen as protective animals, like uh, service animals for protection, security purposes. And that's uh, from what I was told from my students uh, in the little that I know about Islam. It's because in their religion, dogs are seen as, okay, I was told that dogs were seen as unclean from their prophet Muhammad. And Saudis use dogs for security purposes, not for pets, not as a loving animal that they would have in their home as a, an actual pet like most people around the world have them, or especially in the, in the Western world, uh, Western societies. That doesn't say that I'm not saying that that doesn't happen. Uh, I have met students, or I had met students that had a pet dog and, and cats, of course, but they had like little chihuahua. I had one student who had a chihuahua, loved her chihuahua. I had another student who adopted a, a, a little doggy from California and brought that dog back to uh, Saudi on, for the purposes of having it as an in-home pet. So I'm not saying that they never do that or that there aren't Saudis who do that. I'm sure there are more than I even know um, that do that, especially now that it's been, you know, 11 years later. But Back in 2013, I, it wouldn't have been feasible for me to have a dog as a pet. So that was out of the question. And I don't think there were very many dogs that I would have been able to, to adopt on top of that. So I went in and was like, before I even got there, guys, I was like, you're just going to get one cat. You're just going to get one cat. You're just going to look before you even think about it. You're just going to get one. And I was dead set on just getting one. 
So I walk in and I'm like looking at all these cute little kitties and I'm like, oh my gosh, there was one that even had like a little um, brace to help to help the, the cat walk because sadly somebody had stepped on her and broke her back. And I was like, Oh hope no, no, no. That would take, that would take a lot of effort on your part. And are you ready for that kind of commitment and devotion? And I almost went with that, that cat. Um, but I decided not to, because again, I have to be realistic on what I'm, I'm able and capable to do. And, and I had never taken care of a cat with disabilities. So I didn't know if I would be able to do that. Um, so as I was looking around, uh, the lady was very busy. She was a really cool lady. I think she was from Australia or New Zealand. I cannot be sure. Um, but what she was doing was amazing. And I think she might actually still be doing that in, uh, in Saudi. And she was busy taking care of um, something about this young lady came back to give back the cat because she was saying the cat wasn't as cute as it was when she first got it. And I remember specifically hearing her like almost yella, yelling at her, telling her, you don't just take cats because they're cute. You don't just adopt a pet because it's cute. And then when it's no, no longer cute, you don't give it back. You wouldn't do that to a child. Why would you do it to, a, to an animal? She was really frustrated, and, and and rightly so. But while she was doing that, I was looking around, and there was this cage, like a little carrying cage, and it had a mama cat and two baby cats. And there were little fur balls. They were just like little baby, cute little Ewok from Star Wars looking teddy bearish like they were like little cute teddy bears like they were just adorable adores and they caught my eye and they honestly guys I think they chose me and people say that like our pets don't we don't choose our pets our pets choose us and I just I melted like a bada I melted like bada when I saw them and I was like you know of course you know there was like if you, you know, bear with me, but it's like the little devil on one of your side of your, you know, one shoulder and then the angel on the other shoulder. And the devil was like, uh, you know, do it, do it, do it. And the angel was like, no, don't do it. Hope that's three cats. You only wanted one. You know, that's a lot of responsibility. And the devil was like, who cares? They're adorable. Look at them. Look at them. Do it, do it, do it. And the angel was like, don't do it, don't do it, don't do it. And honestly, it's really not about an angel and a devil. It's just about in the back of my head. That's what I was doing. That was the conversation going on in my head. Um, So I guess the little angel on one shoulder and the the devil on another doesn't really, really sit well with me as far as like giving you guys the whole picture of how it was when it went down. So scratch that. But I was really having a conversation in my head going, no. Do not do it. Abort. Walk away now. Walk away now. But Monkey looked at me. Monkey had these, and that's one of them, the little darker one. Um, And I named her Monkey, but she had these little, um, like she had been crying. But, uh, you know, I think it's allergies or whatever, but it just looked like she was crying. And she was like on the cage and she was like reaching out to me with her little cute little furball paw. And then Spunky looked at me and I was like, (sighs) and then the mother was also very adorable. And I was just like, I can't do this. No, I will not adopt three cats. And then the lady looked at me and she's like, oh my God, they just came in. 
last night, late last night, early this morning, they I check them for worms. I don't have worms, but if they stay here and I'm, I'm not able to take care of them right away, they could get something from the other animals. And I was like, guilt trip much? She's like, if you could just, you know, take, take foster them, take them home uh, for a couple of nights until I can, you know, get more organized. And then if you don't want them, you can bring them back. Um, but just, you know, if you could just take them for a couple of days, you would really be helping me out. Again, guilt trip much, guilt trip much, hashtag guilt trip much. But whatever she did and said, it worked because I was like in my car. Next thing you know, I'm in, not in my car because I couldn't drive back then, but in my driver's car with the big pet carrier cage and three animals in it. And I'm thinking, Hope, how are you going to freaking get this by your security in the compound? Because we, we weren't officially allowed to have animals. Um, so, you know, sneaking one cat would have been one thing, but now I'm sneaking a whole freaking big cage. Of three with three cats in it so I didn't know how that was gonna go down but the security guard was really cool I, I you know he was a really nice guy older guy and and he, he really liked all of us and he, he really didn't say anything I don't think I even put a cover um, over the the cage but I got in to say the least and I remember getting into my my into my room and thinking what have I done but they were so cute and I was ready to give it a try. So I gave it a try. Um, the mother, I, I don't know. I feel like she was like a teenage pregnant mother or something because she did not want to like let them feed on her at all. She did not want to mother them. So that's why I kid and say maybe she was teenage pregnancy. Um, when they would go on the bed to try to, you know, get milk from her, she would just like you know, and then they would not be able to get their milk. And it broke my heart. And she wanted to love on me. She wanted my love, but she didn't want the love of her babies. And it, that was like, a, not, that's not going to work. So I reached out to uh, some teachers and one of the teachers said she'd adopt her. She'd take her off my hands. And I ended up becoming their mother. And they are monkey and spunky when they were just little bitty wee furball babies. And I got this uh, amazing prenatal cat food for them, dry cat food for them that uh, really did work, obviously, because they're now seven. Um, but it was a new adventure and I loved it. I loved being the mother of these two cats. And I promised them, I told them that I would always be with them because I'd had cats before, but I uh, never had them for more than two years or two two. I think two or three years is the most I've ever had a, a cat. And then when I went to go teach English as a foreign language to start that journey in 2009, I had to give those two cats. I had two cats before, lovey-dovey and feisty. Yes, I'm really eccentric with their names. And it broke my heart when I gave them away. And I, I found a really good cat lover that lived out in the country that adopted them for free of charge, of course. And I, I felt happy that they were going to have a lot more freedom than they did in my little one-bedroom apartment. But at the same time, I felt like I I just broke their hearts and I broke my heart because, you know, just it just I just think if you're going to adopt a, ch a child or adopt an animal that you should keep them forever. And so I made kind of a promise to myself that I ever did that that I would never like give them up again. 
And so here it is seven years later. And yes, there was a period of almost three years where I wasn't with them, but they were in good loving hands with my brother while I was back in Saudi. And I made sure that they got, you know, up to date on their shots and that they were always fed and they had a loving home um, to be safe in. So I, I know that it was hard for me to be apart from them, but they were still very loved. And then when I came back in 2018, I was reunited with them and we have been really going strong back together now for over a year. And it's just been amazing, guys. Like I never realized that I could have such love for animals the way that I love my monkey and my spunky. And I've seen it in movies and I've seen it in TV shows and I have no friends who are just so in love with their animals, whether their animals are cats or dogs or even snakes or lizards or fish or frogs. Um, they're, they, they really care and love their animals and they see their animals as not just animals or pets, but as family. And now I know with all my heart, and I've known this for a while, but now even more with all my heart that these are my girls, they're my daughters. And people might laugh at that. People might think that's silly. You know, they're not the same as humans. And I'm never saying, I've never said, nor will I ever say they're the same quote unquote, as a human baby or a human child or a human daughter. But for me, they're right up there with them. I don't have children. I don't have the ability to have children. That was taken back in 2011 when I had all my baby making parts taken away due to late stage ovarian cancer. Now, I don't have any regrets that they took all that away because that's what's kept me here. I'm alive because they went in and they did an aggressive surgery and they removed what had to be removed in order for my life to be saved. So I don't regret that. And furthermore, I don't know if I was meant to be a mother, like a traditional mother of a baby coming out of me. Um, I just don't know if that's Obviously, it wasn't meant to be because <laughs> there's no way it can happen now. But I just never had, I never had these dreams of being a mother, uh, of having my own children. So having these cats um, has just been an amazing thing. And I love them so much. And recently, my, my monkey has been sick. And I've touched on that yesterday, I think, and maybe another previous episode, but she's been sick and we don't know if she has like a form of asthma. We don't know if she has a heart condition, but she hasn't been well and she's lost weight and she's not eating as much. She's not as playing as much. And it is, it has broken my heart. Like I have cried. I've weeped laying next to her, seeing her not being her normal self. And I'm not going to cry now talking about it, even though I might want to cry. I'm going to try not to cry um, because it's just so uh, sensitive and it's so new and fresh for me right now. I mean, I'm just looking at her and she's just curled up and she's just, she's sleeping and I feel like she's sleeping more. And there's a part of me is like, is she like slowly dying? Because She's just not well. And the doctors, I've had her seen, be seen at three different doctors. And if I had a lot of money, I could probably run a plethora of tests, but I don't have a lot of money. And that's another thing. Animals are not cheap. If you really want to have an animal as a pet, it goes with a lot of expenses, not just food and, and things of that nature, but uh, to get them shots and to get them checkups. And, and if they have any kind of illness, I mean, you're talking thousands and thousands of dollars. Uh, it's not a simple thing. 
And it's hard for people who don't have a lot of money because we want to love on animals. We want to have animals to be our family, but it's expensive to get them taken care of. And so that's where I'm at right now. I don't have the funds. I don't have the money to just take her to specialist and have this test done and draw blood and get ultrasounds and x-rays and stuff because I don't have thousands of dollars to spend. I drive for rideshare services and we're in a pandemic and I'm making it as a single person living on my own. But to have that extra money to spend on my cat, I just don't have it right now. And that hurts me too, because I feel like I'm letting her down because I don't have the money. So I'm, I think I have that uh, disappointment in myself and that grief of like, if she dies and it's because I didn't have the money to take her to get seen properly, you know, I'm going to feel guilty about that. But at the same time, I know animals do die. I know loved ones died. I know we all die. It's part of life. You know, it's a fleeting life that we live and and it comes with sadness and it comes with disappointment and it comes with death. And I have to learn to be okay with that. But it'll never, and, and saying all that doesn't mean I regret having my monkey and my spunky. I have had seven amazing years with the exception of the three years. I mean, I did come home and see them, but I didn't have them constantly for three years. But it's been so great I have videos and pictures of them and, and they sleep next to me and they make me laugh and they make me smile and they are a joy in my life. They're the loves of my life. And I never thought I could have that with animals. Uh, but I have been experiencing that and I, and I see why people are so in love with their animals. And when their animals die, when their pets die, when their kids die, when their family dies, because that's what they are to, to pet owners, a part of them dies with them. A friend of mine uh, that I was in the army with, her her dog just passed away out of the blue the other day. And I think maybe that's why it's hitting me so hard right now because reading her message on Facebook about how her animal, her dog, her boy, just kind of out of nowhere died the other morning. And how her heart is broken in millions of pieces kind of just resonates with me so much right now because there might be a time when I wake up and monkey's not going to be breathing. And I'm looking at her right now and she's breathing, <laughs> but it's going to hurt. It's going to hurt. And and I think I've cried more thinking about her passing away. Like I definitely didn't cry about me getting cancer. I didn't cry that I got this deadly disease that could kill me. The only time I cried is when I was in pain because of the, the treatment that I was going through. But here I am thinking about my, my, my cat, my girl dying, and it just puts a thing in my throat where I'm just like trying not to cry like a brand new baby. And, um, but I just, I just love her so much and I love her sister so much and her sister is like trying to understand why she gets a little jealous like why are you paying so much attention to monkey do you not see me look at me I'm here <laughs> and then I have to give her attention and tell her hey I love you you know I'd love you I just you know we need to give your sister some attention too so um, being a pet owner comes with all a lot of issues financially and then um, responsibility wise you know even if you like get an apartment you know you might have a $300 pet deposit uh, for each animal and then you're going to have a deposit for cleaning up after the animal so you know there's money wise it's expensive to take care of animals and to want to have animals with you um, 
as a true pet owner, but it's worth it, guys. And I know there are probably plenty of pet owners listening right now who, you know, maybe you're grabbing a tissue because you're thinking about an animal that died, one of your animals that died, one of your babies that died, or just thinking about when the day comes when your baby dies, your animal baby dies. And and I, I feel you. I'm not trying to make you cry. <laughs> um, but I know you feel me when you when when I say that it's so worth it to to be a, a pet owner, to to find a connection and bond with an animal. Uh, it's just amazing because they're so unconditional. I really believe the animals love us unconditionally. They just they're just so great at it, you know. And they and they feel people don't don't believe that. I'm sure a lot of non-pet owners may not understand it, but animals feel and they sense when we're sad and they sense our emotions. I mean, there are even animals, they say dogs can sense when you have ovarian cancer. Animals can sense when there are problems with us, you know, health-wise. I think it's amazing. And we're still learning how intelligent animals are. So when you have an animal, it's like, you know, people let us down. Humans let us down. As much as we love our friends, as much as we love our family, they let us down. They're not always here for us. I can attest to that. I have friends that love me and I love my friends, but they're not always there for me because they have their life to live. It's not intentional. I don't think it's malicious. I don't think, you know, they want that to be the case, that they're not here for me like they used to be here for me, but they have families of their own. They have their uh, lives to live. And, and so I can't, I will do my best not to be hurt by that or be angry by that family even though there are families they can let us down they don't always support us they don't always do things to be there for us just as I may not always show my support to friends and family even though I don't I know I don't do it on purpose uh, but we all get busy with what is you know what is life so we get busy with life but animals man they're there for us they're they're wagging their tail you know if you have a dog it's waiting for you my cats wait at the door for me like they are so unconditionally in love with us and i do believe they love with they love us and i do believe that once they're gone they're never forever gone we're always going to have them in our hearts and one day we'll see them in heaven and i believe that my mom doesn't believe that animals are going to be in heaven but I believe they're going to be in heaven. My mom is like, well, you know, they might not be monkey that's going to be in heaven with you, but because you want to have monkey with you, God will make like a type of animal that looks like monkey that'll be there for you. And I don't necessarily believe that. I just believe that we're going to go to heaven and we're going to have animals in heaven and our pets are going to be in heaven. I could be completely wrong about that. I could be completely wrong about even there being a heaven. And that's okay because it's what makes me happy. It what gives me peace. So as I look at my monkey and I know that she's not well, maybe she'll get better tomorrow. Maybe she will be around for a lot longer, maybe 10 more years. And Spunky too. Or maybe her time is coming to an end. And it, as much as I don't want to say that, that could be a possibility. I'm not going to regret a moment I'm not going to regret anything, any of the money I've spent on them. I'm not going to regret ever having them because the hurt is worth it. It's, you know, this pain that I feel of knowing that I might lose her is never going to replace all the times that I've had with her and all the moments that she's made me smile and laugh and and, and just be so happy. And so I commend you, pet pet owners, and I and I I, I I'm right there with you with your love. 
and enjoy for your animals. And if you haven't gotten an animal, if anybody out there is like, you know, well, now that I've heard Hope speak, I don't know if I want an animal because that sounds painful. Sounds like she's grieving already and she hasn't even lost Monkey. And I am in a way. I'm like pre-grieving because it hurts to see her not be her normal self. But let me tell you, it's worth it. You know, if you can adopt a dog, adopt a dog. If you can adopt a cat, adopt a cat. If you can adopt an animal, adopt an animal. They will bring you joy. I really firmly believe that. And so I wanted to talk about that today because that's what's going on right now at the moment in my life. And it's uh, it's something that's important to me. Take care of your animals too. If you do not have the patience to treat that animal with love, don't have an animal, just like if you don't have the patience to treat a human with love, don't have a child. I mean, I think that's just a given. And if you have a dog, as I've said in one of my previous episodes, pick up their poop when you take them out to poop. Okay? Gotta have a little, okay, make sure you pick up after the poop. I am not going to go back into that, but I'm serious. Take care of your animal. It is a living thing. And it deserves your love because it'll love you unconditionally. And so, yeah, if you believe in the power of prayer, please say a prayer for my monkey. Pray that she'll be okay. Even if you're listening to this a year from now, say a little prayer for her. Um, And I hope a year from now she'll still be with me. Um, But if you're listening to this anytime in the next couple of days, and today's May the 22nd, say a little prayer for her because there is power in prayer. And God knows I want her to be around a lot longer. And uh, again, if you haven't had a pet, invest in one. It's an investment. It truly is. But it's a worthwhile investment. And uh, you'll never receive, to me, I don't think you'll ever be loved as much as you're loved by your animal, by your your pet, by your baby. And these girls are going to always be my babies. Even if they live to be 25 years, they'll still be my babies. So yeah, that's what I wanted to talk to you guys about today. I went over 20 minutes, but it's worth the time to go over to just kind of share with you what's been going on with uh, with my heart lately. And that's where my heart is with my animals, with my girls. Monkey and Spunky, you're the cats for me. Monkey and Spunky, you fill my heart with glee. Yes, I did write that song way back when they were little babies. And you're welcome. I hope you're being safe. I hope you're being healthy, continuing to be healthy. It is Memorial Day weekend. Please be careful wherever you're going to go, whatever you're going to do. Social distance, wash your hands, wear a mask if it's mandated wherever you are, or even if you just want to stay safe and uh, be good and be kind to one another. And if you have an animal, continue to love that animal and be kind to that animal. This has been Talk Time with Hope. I am Hope. I'll see you on the flip side. And as always, God bless. And don't forget to subscribe. Yo.